Hello and welcome to Afraid to Ask. This is the podcast where we answer all those burning questions. My name's Liv. And I'm Carmel. And today we're going to be talking to our skin man, adjunct professor Sherard Poole. He's a skin cancer expert by day, but of course that means he knows a whole lot about skin and skincare and what works and what doesn't. And he's going to give us the lowdown on what we should and shouldn't be doing and what's just a complete waste of time and money. I've always wanted to know whether when I stretch my eyelid to put on eyeliner, is that going to give me more wrinkles? And I don't really understand what eye cream does. Or do facials do anything or is it just a big old waste of money? Why does it cost so much? Later in the episode, we're going to hear from our man Stan on the street, who's going to ask AUT students what they think happens when you put hand cream on your face. Don't try this at home, kids. Well, you can. (laughs) You probably can, actually. (laughs) If you want to get in touch with us or even submit your own question for a future episode, you can tweet us with the hashtag AskAUT. Let's get the skinny on skincare. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. When we talk about skincare now, sunscreen is the thing that we're told by everyone. That's going to stop you getting wrinkles is sunscreen. Is that right? Yes, um, I guess sunscreen causes sun, uh, reduces sun damage. And sun damage is the most common cause of aging uh, or premature aging. I mean, everybody ages, but your skin aging, what we call photo-aging, the most common environmental factor is, uh, I suppose, you know, it's, it's sun than things like smoking and other sort of stuff, but yeah. You said that people often think you're in your 30s, but you're actually 50. Yes. So tell me, what do you, what's your skincare yeah, routine? I, 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 think, I think it's very, very important to moisturize. I think people... Morning and night, um, give me the, the fine night. details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's really, really important. Most people um, tend to not um, moisturize enough. And we do know like from studies on wound care and post-surgical wounds as well, that moisturizing reduces the scar formation. Likewise, moisturizing reduces wrinkle formation. So let's look at one thing. Like I said, everything is to do with environment, genetics, and what you do locally. So you may have sun exposure, which you may not be able to prevent. But what you can do is minimize it by using sunscreen and stuff. But the second thing is, if you moisturize, it helps the repair process. Cool. Right. Yeah. Serums. Hmm. Rosehip oil, those things seem to be the new trend. Yes. Are they, is, is that just a very strong moisturizer? Yeah, I think to some degree, I, I mean, the rosehip particularly, that's really a myth in the sense that there is no, it's only the <gasps> reality. It became really famous because I think Kate Middleton used it and <laughs> then it went viral. But, but the truth of the matter is, no, there are some serums um, which are actually good for you. We know stuff which has things like, you know, turmeric or things like uh, that. Turmeric. Can we just use Absolutely. it ourselves? You could, but Mix then it's very yellow. Olive oil? Yeah. So actually, you could, but it's just not as important. <laughs> and you wouldn't smell it. But actually, in in fact, like I was telling you, the serums which I make, because we're trying to make sure that it shows some scientific effect. Ones I personally make in a lab would be turmeric, broccoli. Um, um, Blueberry, uh, um, oh yeah, antioxidants and, and and citrus, yeah, because of vitamin C. So so you can actually yeah. make that's for that. We fundamentally I what I make is antioxidant serums. So they do help and they can also moisturize. 
But fundamentally, though, they're slightly different. Serums, ideally, uh, you're trying to make them. I guess you've got to step back and think, what is skin? And skin has a natural oil layer. And when you wash too much with soap or something like that, it takes the natural oil layer off. So that's why soap-free cleansers are better things, which what we call pH neutral. So if you think about it, your blood's pH is about 7.4. Your skin's pH is 5.5. Skin is acidic. The reason is that makes it antibacterial naturally. So that's why... Um, that's cool. Right. So, and then, but soap is, as you know, alkaline. It's like um, closer to even more, it's obviously closer to nine. So what happens is if you're putting something like an alkaline thing on an acidic thing all the time, then it takes off the natural oil layer and it dries your skin up. So if you ask me what's the single thing you can do to skin, it is to retain moisture. Right. So the corollary of it is what are the things I do which will remove the moisture? That would be using soap. Mm -hmm. Second thing, that would be smoking. Thirdly, would be drinking too much because that also dehydrates the skin. Mm. So as you know, when we cut up tissue in the lab, skin samples, all we do is we keep putting in serialized concentration of alcohol higher and higher till it becomes like a wax block. So effectively, if you're a big drinker, you're dehydrating your skin. Isn't alcohol one of the main products in skincare? You can have some in toners alone, and I will come to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. so, so that's true. But that is, if you looked at toners, that brings to the question, see, they asked me the alcohol question, and answered that why you have alcohol in some products. You won't have it in a moisturizer because it won't moisturize but you could have it in a toner. And the reason for this is toners are supposed to remove residues on your skin after you cleanse. Yeah, wash. Right? So or you're exfoliating. If you scrub your face. It just a bit extra to me. Yeah, but there are certain benefits in certain people who've got a lot of secretions. So let's just say you are somebody who's getting a lot of... Okay, so let's look at the T-zone of your face, which is basically your no coming from your you nose down the side. Yep. Yeah, so if you looked at the forehead down to your nose, some people have wider pores and those people are more likely for those pores to get clogged okay. so when those pores are open you can get gunky bits like sweat and stuff block them and that's what your blackheads are and that's when you hear about like you said the doctor pimple popper or whatever because you can actually get rid of those blackheads because they're not fully blocked but after a while these pores may be fully blocked see because you must remember these are oil glands these people have oily skin so therefore the pores are wider than normal pores because to allow for the oil to come out. Uh -huh. So sometimes these get infected and then the pores get completely blocked so they're no longer a blackhead and then they become a whitehead because they're infected underneath. But whiteheads, if you squeeze them and try to pop them, you would get worse infection and worse marks because they're not open. Right. So what we're trying to do is in people who have these pores and they collect these residue, the idea in a toner is to remove this residue. So there are two ways you can do it. And one is what we call an astringent, which means you put something on which shrinks those pores down so the stuff squeezes out. And as we know, alcohol is an astringent, so it shrinks the pores. So it's not so good for normal people, but for just for people with those wide pores or getting a lot of it, a toner may help shrink it down. But then aren't they going to go and put moisturizer on Absolutely. Them? That's why you would still need to. Oh, you would okay. still need, because it's not good. It's going to dehydrate your skin, but it's going to make this pore smaller. So toners uh, for a small percentage of people. However, uh, like in toners, like sometimes I teach people just to make these things at home. So you can make an alcohol toner because you can take a little bit of vodka and some cucumber or something, mix them up and you get a toner. We'll put some recipes but up on the that's website. It. But, but a better way to do it would be to use a non-alcoholic which means you take mint tea and cool it and then you put some lemon juice in it. That's also a toner because that also cleans but it's non-alcoholic. That sounds delicious as so, well. So generally I tend to go for non-alcoholic thing on the skin because it's much better. 
Mm. But the question you ask me is why do you sometimes alcohol in products is because of an astringent, so it shrinks the pores. So it may not, if you shrink the pores, then they're not, not as visible. That's not permanent though, is it, Sharon? No. That's why. That's, it's why. that's, that's why. Yeah, it's only, only because people may not see them as obviously. Yeah. You know, some people are full of they're pores. Like, and, it works uh, and for five gets, minutes. But you know, during the, you know what I mean? When you, when you see them and you see all these holes on your nose because you've got these white pores and it makes them look a bit smaller, mm-hmm. you may think, oh, that like is this a benefit. Color. So most people that use serums, do they, mm-hmm. should they use moisturizers too? You need to, yeah. Okay. I think moisturizing is a serum. Using a serum is also a form of moisturizing. Okay. So fundamentally, that's why, like I said, if you are moisturizing, you need to also be doing things which don't dry your skin. And typically, alcohol is the most well-known drying agent. Smoking, sun. So that's why, if you go in the sun, you need to come back and you need to moisturize. So the fundamental thing is moisturizing. Then the moisturizing can be using creams, it can be using serums, it can be using oils, it can be using... Mm-hmm. And this is where the concentration of the moisturizers b- matter between what is a hand cream and what is a body yes. cream and what is a What's face cream. What's an eye cream? Can we talk about yeah. eye yeah. creams? Because yeah. I bought a fancy little one. Yeah. It feels yeah. great on, yeah. but I don't yeah. really think it does anything no. at all. It is really the only difference between all of these is... All right, now I'm going to teach you a trade secret, so I'm going to kill you before you leave. Please, we are money. Oh, very much so. So fundamentally, when we formulate moisturizers, how we do them is we either do what we call oil and water or water and oil. So if you bear with me for a minute, it sounds basic stuff, but how it is is if you think about oil in water, what that means is it's fundamentally water-based and you're putting oil little bit but it's so little that the oil is effectively dissolved in the water but when you say water and oil the whole thing is just oil and you're putting a little bit of water in it and it's the reverse so now typically when you do a body lotion uh, you'll have about 15 to 20 percent of it in the oil phase but if you put a hand cream because hand has got another layer called the cuticle um, you put 20 to 40 percent in the oil base. So your right. hand cream is more moisturizing it's than your It's more oily, lotion. yeah, absolutely. It's got more than the oil base. And what about our face uh, cream? So say face cream, you generally tend to put a little less because you don't, people don't like the oily look, yeah. except the eye cream. They're thicker because you're more. Uh-huh. And because the eye skin okay. is very thin and it gets wrinkled, so you don't mind having uh, stuff there. Okay. So that's why. And also, when I'm that's putting the eye thick. cream on, mm. how do, where do I put it? Because do I put it above the eye, just around the side? What I think generally you just put in a, you know, around your eyes. In a, in Everywhere. A, just around your eyelids. Basically where the skin is thinner. You know, eyelid skin is different from a little bit from cheek skin. So it's slightly different. From I must just point out though, you just used yeah. your pointing fingers when you were yeah. explaining your eyes. Yes. All the girls' magazines out there say you should use your ring fingers because there's less pressure. Is that just lies as well? It sounds like Yeah, yeah I think that's just really, I mean, if you know how much pressure to put, I don't think it really matters what finger you use. But, but, the truth <laughs> of the, but, but I think the truth of the matter is really, if you just, I mean, like I said, this is just the difference between the creams. But it's really, to a large degree, it's a marketing myth in the sense so that... So we should just use our so, face cream in the same Yeah, so, so what I do, like I was saying, when we make serums, we make a cream which is a primer, an eye cream, and a moisturizer all in one mm-hmm. because it doesn't really matter. So uh, we're wasting $50 when we go Absolutely. So I think that's because yeah, the same yeah. company then wants to make exactly the same formulation with the same perfume. You want to say, add 
so much percentage in the if you put 50 to 20 in the oil phase like i told you the oil and water then as body cream if it's 20 or 40 it's a hand cream if it higher as eye cream a bit lower five percent becomes your face cream so it, and then, and then if you want a face lotion you can say this is like even less this is a myth. No, 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 face it. cream has a often you'll see brands with a day cream and a night cream is yeah. that just the same thing uh, typically cream? most night cre- day creams tend to have a bit of sunscreen okay um, that really is the only difference or um, they may be taking off the oiliness in and they may put a little more in the oil phase. Yeah, then night night would be a bit but like creamier. I said, it's fundamentally the same thing. You put oil in water or water in oil and then you decide what percentage. And so can I just buy the cheap $8 stuff at the supermarket or should fact, I be buying enough, the $90 stuff? There was this real research came out recently where they compared just the Nivea. I'm only saying the brands because there was a research came out in some magazine. They directly compared with the $500 Le Mer and they found that Nivea was a better moisturizer. <laughs> So, I mean, because the Lumera thing was $500, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying from research, it's not, I haven't studied it, but it was published. So, what we know is, like I said, moisturizing is good for you. So, it doesn't really matter what moisturizer you use. What people like me can add value is we tailor it to your skin. So, if you ask me, and I can look at it and say, you've got pores or you haven't got pores, so this may be better for you because I know these things, been how much oil and how much water and how much So that's where somebody with the knowledge helps. But as a Is basic a- rule, if you use a moisturizer versus not using a moisturizer, you're always better off moisturizing yeah. because in conditions like Australia, New Zealand, where there's a lot of pollen and that kind of allergy stuff, that's another part of environment. We have a high rate of eczema. And things like that and dermatitis mm-hmm. so again the fundamental thing with that is moisturizing 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 that's why avoiding soap because that dries your skin you're sort of preaching yeah. to the choir with us mm-hmm. but i'm just thinking my yeah. boyfriend has a moisturizer and it's lasted three years because yeah, he yeah. barely yeah, he uses it so that's why men have worse skin than women in general yes yeah. Generally, it's very rare unless somebody so knows about this. Is there like the new Most, it's obviously, social you know, justice campaign, like get men to moisturize oh, their skin? Only, only if they want to look a bit better, but they may not want to. <laughs> Maybe the girls want them to look better. Yeah, yeah. Is there a way at the supermarket that we can tell which moisturizer has the oil water rather than the water oil? Is it the um, order of the ingredients? Very difficult for lay people to tell. But typically what I would say is that, like I said, it'll be fundamentally just between whether it's marketed as a body, eye thing, that type. So I can generally tell it'll be the same stuff, a bit thicker, because same brand will have an eye, a body and a hand. And so a hand will I be the thickest. Cream on my face. You can put the only issue is that if you have a tendency to get blocked pores yeah. and you put a very thick oil one when your skin is already oily, not only may it look more shiny, but you may have a slight risk of getting more more blo- uh, blocking your pores. So that's the only thing with that. But generally, if you avoided the T-zone area for this heavy cream and you put it on the wrist, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I don't like wearing makeup. And one of my reasonings is because I feel like my mum has very bad under-eye wrinkles. And I think yeah. if I'm sitting there tagging it twice a day, I'm going to get more wrinkles. Especially when I put on eyeliner, I kind yeah. of pull my eye to one yeah. side. Yeah. I don't think Am that's I just streaming? Yeah. I think the um, I think one of the things you've got to then think about just uh, saying the person only because I'm noticing your skin now is that does your if you wear glasses for example because you're not accommodating enough you're not moving the muscles enough so these you will get a little bit more lines or circles and lines. as you would know when you take off your so glasses so I'm going to get more wrinkles because I wear glasses you do get more marks from your I generally wear glasses yeah, but you know I'm not wearing them today but what that's I'm good to is, know. in people who, are, who have worn glasses for 30 years yeah. you see what I mean when they take their glasses off you will see that they don't 
they actually look better with glasses because of the fact that <gasps> your muscles are not you see what glasses do is you're you're using an accommodation in front so so what it means is that for your eyesight for your vision to fall on your retina you need something else your eyes are not moving the muscles all the time doesn't contacts and laser no. eye do the same thing yet? that's why if you wear contacts you won't have it because you it's directly on it's the lens right there which i'm wearing now that's okay, why so that's why if you looked at, if that's why if you looked at the blind person for example they've got really bad wrinkles around that's because they're not using <gasps> it right so there's some you get wrinkles of it. from not using yeah absolutely i thought you might get wrinkles that's from, from squinting yes because when i didn't wear my glasses both, both. enough I absolutely but it's like muscle it's like best. a disused muscle like what i'm trying to get at is if you were using this muscle and it's mm -hmm. taut yeah. then it's not so wrinkled i'm just specifically talking about eyes there's no, one other no, thank you i'm gonna start but, but what i mean is <laughs> you're right that if you had a it is true that over 30 is not it's not going to make a difference one or two years but let's say when you were 20 years older, if you had worn glasses all your life versus 20 years later and you had worn contacts all your life, or had, you would have a difference mm. around your eye muscles. I'm 28. Is it too late? No, not okay. at all. But what I mean is that may be why the genetic thing is so you need to look at those things when you think. That's amazing. So tagging at the skin is not a big deal then? No. Hey guys, Stan here on the street and I'm talking to people about hand cream. Do you think skin moisturizers are worth it? You have to use proper skin moisturizers. I'm pretty big into moisturizing. I mostly just use essential oils. Like, that's the best way to do it, really. I'm not from New Zealand. You can probably hear from the voice. Um, but like traveling stuff, like I had to change the kind of moisturizer that I use because getting to a different climate changes like the effect on the skin and stuff. You gotta look for the organic stuff, you know, because you never know. People could be like testing on animals and stuff like that. What do you think happens if you put hand cream on your face? I don't think there's a difference between, between them, to be honest. Hand cream is usually more moisturizing because your hands touch a lot more things than your face does. Yeah, if I only had hand cream, I guess I'd probably put it on my face. I don't know if that's bad. <laughs> what if what if the fragrance reacts to your skin? If you put it on your face, it's quite attractive to ladies yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I should use like foot cream on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anti-fungal foot cream yeah. on the face, yeah. you know? Foot cream? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> no, not for your face. <laughs> How do you prevent getting wrinkles? Wrinkles? I'm not really too worried about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna age, it's gonna happen. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> freeze yourself. Cry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, facials, are yeah. they actually just a big old waste mm. of time? Um, What's the point? Actually, to answer your question on tugging, is it actually mm. depends on it's a temporary thing but not a permanent thing. So, for example, like with wrinkles, we have a condition which we call sleep lines, you know, like you go for a massage and you fall asleep, you get up and they've got these wrinkles stuck yeah. all day. But that's temporary, last a day, it's not going to be permanent because it gets repaired. So if you tug too vigorously, you could probably have a temporary line, but that's not going to give it's you a permanent, give a permanent wrinkle. wrinkle. Right. Unless you had a particular disorder or your skin disease. Um, so what was the other question you had? Oh, facials. Can we mm. talk facials? Yeah. Are yeah. they a waste of time? Um, yes and no. I mean, the facials are... Fundamentally, like we were talking about, what do they do in a facial? So let's go over the steps. So firstly, they cleanse your skin. Um, then the secondly, they exfoliate, which is scrubbing it. Then thirdly, they dab on a toner. And lastly, they put a moisturizing cream and then they charge you some money, right? So that's generally the order of a facial. Um, and so then beyond it is all gimmicky. They'll say this has this and this has that. So that's fundamental steps of facial. So now let's look at it step by step. So if we look at the cleansing, it's only because you guys ask me questions fundamentally in what I research and make, so this is right mm. up my alley. So it's not so, probably these aren't questions as much as 
medical as my research interest. <laughs> what I mean is, it's very good questions. I find them very interesting because I also I know the answers them straight up. But what I mean is, this is not something even the average skin doctor deals with all the time. Because I guess the thing is, I, I often want, like it's a lovely experience, but I wonder is it the fi- what they're doing with their yeah, fingers that is the good that's rather right. than the product. That's right. So, so let's go firstly. So first thing, if you took the cleansing part of it, um, you could really just wash your face wash at home. That's right. So that what you're really you? what you're really liking is is the pampering, right? So so that's one. Um, and but there the key thing is what you're using to wash. And like I already said to you, it's no good to use soap. So you use a soap-free cleanser. So typically they'll have a soap-free stuff, so it doesn't dry your skin out. So you may be washing with soap. So therefore, when they wash with the facial, it feels Ooh, different. Yes. Now the second part after that is the exfoliate, which is where they use a little scrubbing thing. Now, like we said, in people who are prone to oily skin and those people who get those blackheads, it's ideal for them to exfoliate about twice a week anyway at home. Yes, but and, most and people we just don't use do it. sugar, right? Sugar yeah, you, can, uh, you can put, um, I mean, ideally, um, you, you can use brown sugar, you can use the various other rough, the, the best one exfoliator which I made once live on a TV show is actually 50% because it's got 50% papaya, uh, 50% pineapple and sea salt because salt, sea salt is a better scrub. I don't like sugar oh. as much because sugar not as good. So I think, yeah. But okay. what I'm trying to get at is, oh, yeah. This is great because it's easy. So next time we can make these live if you want. But the thing is that, <laughs> but the fundamental thing with an um, exfoliator is for people who are prone to that, Yes, they are likely to get some benefit because the pores get unblocked. But now let's look at the other way. If people have sensitive skin and you exfoliate it, they're going to get worse. Mm-hmm. So you do have people with sensitive skin who come after a facial and they've got all these breakouts and they come and say, a facial, look what's on my face. And you mm-hmm. see it all the time. And we know those people shouldn't have a facial because they shouldn't necessarily have the face scrub because the skin is already very thin. And people are very prone to rosacea where you've already got really red cheeks. You probably get a worse red cheek with it. So, so I guess, so the second question is exfoliating. Who is it for? So there is a narrow group of people or a group of people to whom it would be definitely beneficial. And then the thirdly, after the toning we already discussed, so then they tone it. And again, the toning really is minimal benefit, but really for people who have these white pores who want to temporarily hide it. Lastly, is moisturizing is good. So fundamentally, really what people pay for on facial is really... I guess Luxury, like somebody, 45 somebody, minutes of quiet It's just time. a massage really, yeah, just lying some down, attention. cover some attention, mm-hmm. somebody to chat to, you know, all this sort of stuff, yeah. Do you have any weird skin tendencies? Like, do you go and get, um, I don't want to say a facelift or like Botox or anything? Like, do No, you? I've never. I think one of the reasons, like some original training was past surgery, but one of the reasons I ended up not doing past surgery but doing just skin stuff is fundamentally because philosophically I don't like it. I think, you know the more dysmorphic or more dysfunctional we are about our body and skin, the more unhappy. It's a natural reflector of it. And it gets reflected in the type of relationships you make where people then judge you for that. I think it's much better to be comfortable in your own skin. And I think in my case, like what I say is, I strongly believe that, so I don't know anything specific for skin other than moisturizing. And um, because we make our own moisturizers, so I just, like I said, all the animal testing is on me. But, but more importantly, actually, the other thing is that if you generally live healthily and keep yourself fit, then you... So I've not actually done anything consciously thinking, oh, this makes my face look better. But, and I used to... People always ask me, is it genetic? But it's really different. Even in my family, everyone 
whenever I see a distant cousin or something, they will say a thing, doesn't he ever get old? That's like, you know, so it's like I took my daughter, dropped her off uni in Dunedin last year and they were texting and saying, who's the guy with you? She's like, that's my bloody child. So, so the point I think You love is, it, yes, so, my, so the point is really, if your general health is reflected in your skin and somebody who looks at skin more holistically, as you say, yeah, I think, even though I don't specifically like the word, but really if you look at the whole package of health, skin is a reflector. So it does help me in having some knowledge that I need to moisturize, I need to avoid. So fundamentally, that would be the key two ingredients. Mm -hmm. But there would be certain things other than that for health, which are so important to skin, like we know vitamin C helps wound healing. Vitamin D is very important because that's what we normally get from a sun. But if you don't get sun, you need to consume it. And typically things like fish oil and stuff like that. So I don't actually take those. But what? But if you eat salmon, for example, I eat fish. So if you don't eat, then you may want to take some vitamin D. But really what it means is that if you're consuming it and you know that you're consuming those foods, so I'm eating oranges, I'm consuming that. That means I'm getting my vitamin C, I'm getting my vitamin D. Combine it with the fact that I know I should moisturize, I know when I should exfoliate. I think it gives you better skin health and health. So on TV you see people popping collagen pills and you mm. see in moisturizers that they have retinol and collagen. Yeah. Is all of that just ignore it? Um, yeah, I think so to a large degree. I mean, they're, they're minimal benefits, but I, I don't think massively. I think most people, like one of the reasons I stopped um, very early in my training becoming plastic surgeon is because what I found is that if you spend time with people and try to help them, then I found that over 90% of the patients I could talk out of surgery. So most of the time, even if somebody came for any procedure and you said, why do you actually want this? Most times they'll say, my boyfriend said that I'm looking or whatever. You know, it's not about them feeling it. So, and if you really spend enough time, but the world is so commercial that most people don't spend the time because he's a surgeon. All he does is do something to you. So mm -hmm. if you come there and they're like, I want this, you know, breast stage, whatever. They're like, yes, this is the cost. This is it. It becomes a commercial transaction. Mm -hmm. But what I found often is you could talk people out of it. And I think it's the same with skin. So like your facial, a large part of it is an industry model. So actually in this new book, Genetics of Health, one of the lines I've written is, and this is a philosophy I really believe in, is like, you know, it's like law is a system, is a guild-like medicine, has a set of rules. But law doesn't always translate to justice because, you know, we may hear about cases where somebody won't read their rights correctly and they get off. Likewise, medicine is in health. Mm -hmm. Medicine is an industry. If you need health, you need to take some personal responsibility, understand your body, understand what works for you, and take some, have some discipline. You can't eat crap, you can't live like crap, and then expect to have good skin. So if you, you know, there are plenty of studies which have shown that you put mice on what they call cafeteria diets in the US. In fact, there's a study I refer in the book where we put mice on coke and junk food. Mice became fat, they got old, they got wrinkly, and they also got lazy because it also affected certain genes which trigger you to become lazy. But when fat people lose weight yes. and get skinny, they look older. And because fat yes, people but, don't but, show wrinkles. But the problem is time. that if you, that's because you, that's only if you stretch yourself to that <laughs> amazing degree that you can lose fat gradually and not look. But typically, see, to get morbidly obese, that means you have already done a lot of damage to your health. Okay. And it's the same thing as, you know, if you've done too much sun exposure, like I see in Queensland, once you, you can't suddenly look young overnight. I mean, I go in Queensland, a lot of the women, they have 45 skin is like leather because they've cooked it 
tote mm. and it's really leather. But you can't de-leather it. Whatever you want, you can put on it. Mm. Nothing's going to happen. On leathering, one of mm. my favourite things to do is have a bath. And yes. I always think it's so weird you, when you come out and your skin's all wrinkly. Mm. Why has it done that? Okay, the two things. If you're talking about hand wrinkles, this is actually really interesting because studies have been done on why this is. And this is actually one of my other interesting evolutionary biology. And that is an mm. evolutionary phenomenon. The best way to explain it is if you look at a Formula One car and look at um, rain tires and dry tires, you know, the tread and the slicks. Now the thing is, when you are in water, studies have been done when you try to grip things and your grip goes up more than 50% if you have more tread like a tire because the water goes off it. So, so, we've got so the reason is so that you have more grip. If you so didn't get those, trees and stuff in you the can get out or so whatever, you could sneak out something, even if something else is coming. fishing in the creek that's it. Absolutely. for hours on end. Absolutely. So you could grab stuff. So that's why the rest of your body doesn't wrinkle as bad as your hands. Your hands. Wow. Right. And, toes. and toes. yeah. Because we came from it, so we don't use it as much, but that's a real reason why, right? So, <laughs> that's cool. Right. And, but, yeah. and sorry, one other question I had is I was yeah. always told that you should never, with the shower, let yes. the head point at your face and face uh, and, uh, and chest. It really matters. It's really the thing of, like we said, whatever you do to damage your skin, you need to replenish. So if you moisturize so, it. So, so the truth of the matter is, of course, if you immerse your skin in a bath for long periods of time, you're going to take off the moisture, your natural oils, dehydrated. So therefore my recommendation is if somebody's going to get in the bath at least one hour before, use some oil you like on your skin. Before you go Before in. you go to the bath so that you're at least protecting some of your oil layer. That's one. I would never and, think and then the do second, that. And the second thing would be when you get out of your bath to moisturize immediately, right? Because I would have thought it would be oil. hard to get out of yeah, the bath if yeah. you were all oil. No, <laughs> no but <laughs> not of your oil products are still got, you know, a lot of people put oils in the bath anyway, essentially, mm, yeah. so you can. But but what you find is, yeah, it's possibly a little more slippery, <laughs> and you got to be careful, but your hands have got a bit more grip, so your hands are unlikely to let you down. The rest of you will be more slippery than your hands. So that's a funny thing, that's why you have the treads on your hands. Right? But But it is true that, so if you are using, it is true that therefore if you have a very hot shower, it's probably not good for your skin because you're burning it a little bit mm -hmm. as opposed to you have not as warm same with bath if you're very warm that means you're dehydrating your skin more and causing more damage it's just an environmental thing so wow okay so um i guess we should wrap up with essentially sunscreen yes use it especially if you're going to be out in the sun a bit yes and then morning and night our routine should be what i think the most important thing like i said is the three messages would be really general good health relates to good skin health. Um, yes, sun protection is important only because that's uh, our environment on earth is sun dependent. So sun is our biggest source of aging, um, uh, you know, because of the damage, sun damage, which causes aging. And that's what most people are trying to avoid. But for skin health, I think the most important thing is moisturizing and moisturizing is something you can do to reduce it look as wrinkly you're reducing but to moisturize it not means just putting stuff on it also means doing avoiding things which dehydrate it too much like drink drinking a lot, a lot drink more water drink less alcohol mm -hmm. uh, smoke lead or don't smoke see those things yeah. and cleansing is important right to take off the but like i said if you are cleansing then you must avoid soap-free soap -free cleanser it has to be ph neutral so if you're using soap all the time then you're again going to get a high risk of eczema because it dehydrates your skin then you get more irritation and then you get so on the age thing i guess hmm. when do you start taking care of your skin and when is it when is yeah. it too late you're beyond help i think like anything it's like sun damage for childhood from from an aging point of view 
your aging, if you're very fair skinned, then your age is very, it's important to avoid sun, uh, too much sun in childhood. So if you say you're pregnant, the most important thing you can do for your child is to avoid a child getting burnt mm -hmm. because that has massive implications not just for skin cancer but for also for aging. However, if you're all, most people only take charge of their own lives when they say adults, let's say or 16 or 18 or something, then the most important things is these things, you know, like we said, lifestyle factors, not smoking, not drinking too much, but also more importantly, moisturizing. So it's not too late to start moisturizing at that age because it, see, the important thing is that puberty, your skin changes, mm -hmm. the pH changes. So what happens is when you were born, um, your skin is not as acidic uh, because you're in the womb anyway, and then your skin starts getting more and more acidic. And one of the reasons is because that when you're puberal, you have more hormones. Because you have more hormones, you're producing uh, more oil. And when you have more oil, you get more bacteria. So your skin becomes more acid. So even after you're born, as you get older in childhood, you develop what we call an acid mantle. So your skin becomes more acidic. So it's all the more important to... So in childhood, you may get away with using a lot of soap. But it's always be, unless you're prone to eczema or something like that. But it's better, the faster you get onto soap-free cleansers, the better and things like that. Mm. You made me feel inspired to actually moisturise tonight yeah, because I've been a bit lazy the last few weeks. Thank you very, very That's much. I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope that you had a few of your burning questions answered. This is the last episode of our skin series, unless you've got more skin questions. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we might move on to another organ of the body if you feel so interested to ask. Thanks so much for all the questions you guys have submitted so far. We are hoping to bring them to you in the future episodes. If you've got some questions, though, hit us up on Twitter at hashtag AskAUT. AUT is also on Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram. Please do rate us and review us on iTunes and tell all your friends and family about you know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? The human head weighs eight pounds. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? What's the deal with that? What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. What's the deal with everything? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? At this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Why?